Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett, I'm CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions, a digital marketing agency here in Lawrence, Kansas. And every week, my team and I go live to answer any and all questions we can. Uh, we are live on Facebook and YouTube right now, so pick your poison. Um, and if you want to jump in the conversation at any point, uh, put your questions in the comments below. Ask us questions about business, about marketing, about technology. Uh, we're here for it. So, uh, Or if you just want to jump in and be part of the conversation, we like to be engaging that way. Um, but we do do this every week, every Wednesday at 11, live streaming to our Facebook page and YouTube channel. So make sure to like, follow, subscribe, all of the all the social media lingo there, so that you get uh, that notification, that reminder every week to join in. Alrighty, let's go ahead and ask my friend Mike to join us. Mike, are you there? Well, hello. I am here, Miles. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Can you feel me? Sound checked. You were checked. All right. We made it. In the house. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a journey. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Okay, so like I said, this is a live Q&A show. So um, if you have any questions or just stuff you kind of want to talk about, um, curiosities regarding business, technology, marketing, throw those uh, questions, comments in the comments below. Uh, and, and we'll use that and talk about it today. But I wanted to start off with one that we got in the email inbox. I guess I should probably address that since this is a weekly thing. If you're seeing this later, you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I've got that address scrolling below us in that little crawler down there so you can grab it. Anyway, so starting off with the email inbox, but you guys can throw your questions in the comments below. Uh, first is on mobile apps. I think this one pretty much boils down to uh, I've, I, this person already has a mobile responsive website, a mobile friendly website. Why do I need an app too, or do I need an app as well? Uh, so that's a that's a pretty good question. Um, as you question. all probably know, um, we're living in a very mobile world now, mobile first world now. Um, uh, as of a couple of years ago, most of internet browsing is being done on mobile devices. And that's just looking at basic browsing um, on internet browsers. That doesn't even touch um, apps, native apps, shopping on apps versus uh, you know shopping online on your desktop or on a laptop. If, if you calculate all of that in there, a vast majority of all of the traffic on online is happening on mobile now. Um, so it's super important that you do have some sort of presence on mobile. Uh, so just starting before this question even even addresses anything. Um, if you don't have a mobile responsive website, that has to be your number one priority before we start talking about um, apps or any kind of mobile first designs or optimizations or any other stuff. 
at the very beginning, at least make your, make sure your website works on mobile. Um, and also make sure to check it on multiple devices. So things can display differently on different browsers across different devices. It'll look different on a, a tablet, like an iPad um, versus an iPhone or a smaller screen. It'll look different on different generations of iPhones. This thing's going to look very different on a uh, you know iPhone 4 versus the iPhone 11. Uh, and it'll look different over on uh, Android phones as well. So make sure to test cross-platforms. Uh, um, you'll hear a lot of words surrounding that. But basically, it looks good on phones. It works good on phones. Why should you be looking at mobile apps? So this is actually becoming less and less of a either-or kind of scenario. Um, these two technologies are becoming closer and closer all the time with the advent of uh, 5G, uh, faster internet, mobile responsive websites are becoming closer and closer in functionality to uh, mobile applications, to native mobile applications. And mobile apps are, uh, the technology surrounding them is developing in a way such that um, developing these apps is, is easier rather than just building natively on their languages or in their platforms. There are now tools out there to allow you to build uh, hybridized applications using web technologies, uh, enabling more and more developers to build more and more apps um, quicker and, and with less resources. Um, so these two worlds a couple of years ago were completely disparate. You had websites, you had mobile web websites, and you had apps. And these two were completely separate worlds. And now they're kind of melding together. Um, so. I guess the first part of that answer is that you shouldn't look at this thing as an and or, but rather look at the mix of technologies that are out there, um, see what your options are and which is going to be best uh, a best direction for you and your business. Um, because there are there's just a ton of options now regarding getting uh, getting your business online and getting it mobile friendly. But specifically talking about native mobile apps. Uh, let's just hit that for a bit, and we'll we'll talk about the rest of it later. Native mobile apps. When we say native, that means that the code of the of the of the software of the app is actually running natively on that device or on that phone. So that's what people mean when they say native mobile app. It's actually downloaded onto that phone, um, and and the the software is processing and using that phone's. Uh, computational abilities to process whatever functions it's doing. So this gives you a couple of benefits. Um, better processing speed, since you're not uh, waiting on you know, uh, internet connections and uh, requests to some server around the world in order to get the response back. And then it does whatever calculation it's supposed to do, whatever function it's supposed to do. You can have those delays of the internet. You can have everything native process, natively processed. And depending on what you're doing, you might not even need an internet connection once it's downloaded. And that's why you know you can play games on your phone when you have no service, um, or ideally, anyway. You'll notice when things are actually accessing internet in the background when you start using them without any uh, connectivity to the internet. Um, anyway, so you can get a, a real boost in performance that way. Uh, when you are working with a native app. So if you are doing something beyond the, the, the basic functionality of a website, um, that's just you know find us, contact us, here's what we do, basic services. 
um, presenting media like pictures or video or something that's that's a website but if you're getting into actually doing something there's a function a calculation some sort of practical thing that the the site is doing then you might want to think about having a mobile app because you're going to see that uh, performance boost uh, another major win for native apps is that you can use uh, the, the hardware on the phone. So you can easily access uh, things like your location services or the camera or motion sensors or, uh, I mean, nowadays this phone, this little phone here is a supercomputer with a ton of sensors on it, uh, a ton of different hardware that you can then leverage and utilize in your application. So it just opens up a whole new world of IoT, the Internet of Things kind of processing, uh, different data that you can pull in um, and enhances your application's capabilities well beyond what you can do with even the best uh, mobile-friendly websites. Um, websites are getting better about being able to connect to some of this stuff on phones, but they still are just miles behind uh, what native apps can do as far as accessing the native functionality of your device. So those are kind of the big wins for truly native apps. You get uh, way better processing and you get access to the phone's native functionality. Now, there are some things that I would have said are wins for native apps a few years ago, things like, um, like location services, like push notifications, um, where you you couldn't really do that on a mobile site. You could only do these kinds of things on uh, truly native apps. But like I said, these worlds are kind of colliding and overlapping now. So you have things like hybridized applications and progressive web apps uh, that are sort of, they've got one foot in both worlds. Um, so you can develop these. They're really websites. They, they're, they're pretty much websites, but they are designed to look like mobile apps. They are saved shortcuts. They have shortcuts saved to your phone's home screen, so they look like apps, and they basically function like apps, uh, according to the user. A lot of users won't notice the difference between a PWA, progressive web app, hybridized app, and a truly native app. Um, they don't have all of the benefits. They don't have the increased uh, processing power of truly, truly native apps and there are some pieces of hardware and native functionality that they can't access but now they can do things that they couldn't do before things like sending out push notifications or accessing location services accessing the phone's camera um, well, some websites can do that as well but uh, like i said this this whole thing is overlapping a lot more so you might not even have to go as far as developing a truly native mobile app um, if you just want to do a pwa these things are developed using web technologies. So more developers and more agencies are going to be familiar with how they work, and they're going to be able to, to build these things. Um, they're faster to publish because you're just publishing a website. You don't have to publish it to the Apple App Store, Google App Store. Both of those entities require that you, um, you meet certain thresholds, you meet certain criteria, you follow, follow all of their rules in order to publish to their stores. Um, and then you're beholden to whatever updates or whatever changes they make to their rules uh, in order to operate on their app store. With a PWA, you're just published to the internet. So there are no rules. You can kind of put up whatever you want out there. You're not publishing to anyone or to anything. Um, so publication is a lot faster. Maintenance is a lot easier. The only downside is that, again, you're not getting that uh, 
that processing boost that you get in a truly native app, and you're not going to be able to do some of the amazing functions uh, that a truly native app can do. So you can do a mix of all of these things. You can pick one or the other. Uh, but basically, to, to, to answer the core question, you know, why do I need a mobile app? Um, and this could be a PWA, a hybridized app, or a truly native app, depending on what you need it to do. But I would say that there's a lot of benefit to having one of those. I've kind of beaten that horse uh, regarding the technology of the different kinds of apps. But um, this is really more of a marketing question. Um, when you have a when you have a mobile app, you have the benefit of doing something we call skipping the search. Um, so you've marketed it to this person, to this customer, you've convinced them to download your app or to save your PWA or whatever it is, then your app is on their phone's home screen. So the example that we always use is a, a pizza place. You know, if I decide that I want pizza, I'm either going to open up my browser on my phone and search for pizza places near me and whoever pops up. Uh, first is going to have a major advantage, or at least the top couple there. And then if you're not in that list, then you're probably not going to get picked. And even if you are on that list, you're sitting right there next to your, comp your, your competition, and I might decide to choose them. If, however, I have your app on my phone, I won't even get to the search. I won't get to your competitors listed there. I won't get to my browser. I open up my phone. I see the, you know, your app there, and I'm just going to use that. So um, you end up building up this, uh, I don't know, what would you call that, Mike? This, um, this loyalty, customer loyalty kind of effect with just yeah. by- Brand, uh, brand yeah. loyalty and, uh, and top of mind awareness is really what you're talking about there. Exactly, because also oh. anytime I open up my phone, which I don't know about you, I'm, I'm on my phone like 90% of the day, uh, or it feels like it anyway. Uh, that means that I'm looking at your app I'm seeing your logo on there every time I open up my phone. And even if it's not really a conscious thing, that's a sort of subliminal messaging there of your logo in front of me all day, every day. And then, yeah, you can just completely skip the search. I'm thinking about you whenever I'm thinking about your product. And you are more accessible than ever. You're really all of your services and everything that you put in that app is literally a button push away, a button click away. Um, so if you if you position it properly and you use it properly, you promote it properly, um, you get people to download it, you don't spam them with a bunch of push notifications or anything like that, you really use this tool properly, it can be an immensely powerful tool in your digital marketing tool belt in combination with a mobile responsive website because you still need that. This does not replace having a mobile friendly website um, in combination with your other marketing efforts, your other digital marketing efforts. Uh, of course, this doesn't replace any of that, but it can be an, an awesome tool to leverage to increase um, your brand awareness and customer loyalty and just have have that direct connection to your customer's pocket with something like a push notification instead of you know, uh, uh, email marketing or sending out a blast on Facebook or whatever. Your message, whatever it is that you're sending out, is going directly to my pocket. And I get a notification that your business is telling me specifically something. And people are a lot more likely to look at those and notice those than they are, say, open your email and your email campaign. 
so that was, that was probably a lot there. Uh, Mike, do you want to jump in on sort of the the marketing angle of of having an app versus just having a a, a mobile friendly website? Sure, Miles. Yeah, you touched on a whole lot of good stuff. Uh, maybe I'll just drive home that that point you made there at the end. Um, you know, it's it's really to me, it's like when when a customer downloads your app you're getting real estate on the most important piece of property that you can get other than right here, other than their, you know, their actual brain. Uh, and that's of course the phone, you know, this thing is, um, you know, severely underrated in terms of how important it is and how important it is to commerce and how important it is that your customers are easily access uh, your goods and services in this thing. So um, when they do download that, that app, it's really just like, you know, you're taking a little piece of land, right there and you're plopping down, you're building a house. And so it's really, really important uh, that you be able to do that in this day and age. And, and yeah, you, the, the pizza's uh, place is a good example. I always use the hotels.com app yeah. uh, example. And, uh, you know, this is not a, it's not a paid uh, advertisement, but, uh, you know, years ago I downloaded the hotels.com uh, app and since then, I have completely skipped the search, I would say, on 97, 98% of uh, hotel reservations I've made. Uh, and, and I'm somebody who travels for often in non-COVID times. And so, yeah, it's quite a bit of hotel bookings. Um, and I've never, I've never got on another site. The only time I can think about booking a hotel outside of hotels.com is when I went to a conference or something like that. And there was a specific, you know, uh, you know, book through the hotel with this kind of code deal going on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I hop on my phone, I get, I get what I need done and uh, it's provided a good service for me. And so I haven't had to go and look uh, somewhere in order to get that service done. And so once they got me to download that app, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, their, uh, their top of the funnel, middle of the funnel advertising it, they don't have to do anymore. It's just all retention. It's just all about customer service. And and actually, you know, there's been a few times where I've had, uh, you know, an issue like a late uh, cancellation or something like that. Um, and they've provided excellent customer service. There's been a few chances where they could have lost me uh, as a customer. Uh, and it goes back to that marketing bridge idea that we harped on in previous episodes. But they had a firm marketing bridge in place. And so their marketing effort, their brand effort, and their, their app effort all uh, coalesced to uh, keep a happy customer, like I said, for I'd say at least six or seven years now. So it's a really powerful tool. Um, and a lot of times when we think about apps, we think about big businesses, right? We think about hotels.com and uh, you know all these bigger places, but you know one of the things uh, that has, has really advanced uh, and certainly in the last five or so years is the ability to have uh, even native apps, even full-scale apps, uh, produced at a lot lower cost than what was happening years before and uh, in, in a much uh, quicker time frame. So we're able to get uh, clients' apps uh, that are small businesses, you know, people who normally probably wouldn't think about, hey, I can't be like Hotels.com. I can't have my own app on some phone because it's going to cost me $100,000 and take a year to build, right? Well, that's not necessarily the case. Now, you could still build an app like that. Uh, sure, sure, Miles would love to help you with that. But that doesn't have to be the case uh, whatsoever. So, so that's something, you know, that's part of our job is to make sure that the small business, uh, medium-sized business community understands 
the leaps that technology uh, has come. And it's just like tele- it's just like big screen televisions. You know, I remember you know when the big screen TV uh, was like the, one of the most biggest purchases uh, that you were going to make. You know, it was a really really expensive item. And now the, I think some of the game consoles are more expensive than, uh, you know, a good uh, brand new big screen TV. So as the technology grows, the price uh, comes down. Um, don't let the Federal Reserve fool you. Sometimes deflation is okay. And we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't fight it in every aspect of the economy. But uh, let's get back to brand here for a second, Miles, because uh, this actually does does dovetail into something that I wanted to harp on. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and that is uh, how important brand has become uh, in the in the COVID era uh, in in 2020. And I was actually I was listening uh, to so- somebody that was from one of the lead uh, brand uh, consulting agencies in the world, and uh, they were given a, a, a lot of good data uh, about what they've been finding as they look has has shown in terms of uh, customer loyalty and uh, customer consideration of brands compared to other years and I won't bore, bore you guys with a bunch of data here I'll just I'll just hit the top line stuff in uh, in basically brand is more important than ever is what they found and uh, what also that ever is reputation and accessibility um, you know we've talked a lot about this you know, previously on the show um, you know, cutting the resistance, cutting the red t- between you and your customer, and you know, the, the least amount of friction is going to win. Uh, and the app is a great example of this. You know, as a way to make it much easier for somebody to do business with you uh, than your competitor. I've I've given the example on the show a few times now of uh, my own personal grocery store shopping saga during the pandemic, where uh, one store has taken a much larger uh, bulk of my money because they have an app and I easily online and I can just pull right up and they put it in the back of the truck and it's done and I drive off and it's literally I'm probably saving like two hours a week in grocery shopping time and so it's worth it for me to go there even though I actually like the products better at the other store um, and so but it's about that accessibility factor so uh, so again you know brand is, is really more important than ever. Uh, the other thing that they found, in, and this this is not necessarily good news for small businesses, but uh, the big brands are winning. Bigger brands are getting bigger. And the main reason for that is, this, here I'll throw one stat out for you, is that they found that 49, yeah, 49% increase in consideration of somebody's main brand, the brand that they love the most, over all other competitors. That means that if I... Um, if I love hotels.com in the pandemic, there's a 49% increase in the likelihood that I will not even consider another company except for hotels.com because they've already taken care of me. So what that means is it's harder than ever, or at least harder than much you know, recent memory to acquire new customers, to take customers away from your competition. Again, oh, something like a, a yeah, yeah. And so again, having something like an app uh, is really a game changer in, in allowing you to have a clear difference between your competition, which it has, has really never been um, important. And, and, and here's, here's an interesting thing, though, Miles, I'll throw this tidbit in. Uh, you know, this doesn't really have anything to do with brand, but uh, 
The other thing is, is that, you know, the only sector where big brands are really losing in terms of sales is among the uh, Generation Z and the youngest generation. And so here's my theory on that, is that big brands, they're still caught up in, the, in a lot of them with the bulk of their budgets in the traditional marketing world. They're still, still spending a lot of money on direct mail, a lot of money on outdoor advertising, a lot of money on television, radio, and they've increased their social media cloud, but not at, at the rate, you know, that they, we all know that they should. So where are the young people, right? The young people are on social media. So uh, that's why they're losing with young people. And of course, as time goes on, the social media platforms are doing older and older and older. So I think that this is a trend uh, that, that small businesses can get a win on. You know, uh, you can still advertise relatively cheaply on a lot of these social media platforms where the competition, for the most part, and in some categories this isn't true uh, anymore, is not jumping in, you know, most of their eggs into that basket. And so that's a way that you can still, you know, David can still fight Goliath, I feel like, is, uh, is with, with using social media. Um, and so I'll just I'll go in I'll go into this right right, right now, Miles. Unless you have something to add, or should I get into my news update here? No, I think that's that's uh, a really good point. A couple of good points in there. I just think that you know I want to really emphasize the little bit that I threw in there, and that is that that makes uh, brand development that much more valuable. Uh, you know, you framed it as not necessarily good news that the big brands are winning here, but brands are more. Uh, brand is more valuable than ever. That means that if you find a way, uh, something like local, small, local social media marketing or developing an app or maybe a PWA where you can get that foothold in there and do that sort of brand development, then it's more valuable than ever because that's something that can really really snowball. If you get a couple of people more and more tied to your brand and they're less and less likely to look at other brands, even consider other brands, according to that stat, uh, then, you know, doing that brand development effort is more valuable and you get more return on that investment than, you know, potentially any time in recent history. A hundred percent. And, and, and if you are that small, you know, brand, if, if you're free state brewery, you know, maybe you've already accomplished so much of that market share that a major corporation, I'm trying to, you know, whatever a major brewery, um, Sam Adams, you know, Sam Adams then opened up a brewery in Lawrence. Well, that's going to be a huge uphill battle for Sam Adams because, you know, yeah, with that stat, that stat was not just saying that uh, only the big brands are, are getting the, the, the consideration. It's the most brand loyalty. It's who do I love the most, mm -hmm. you know? So, so what that really means is, is that if I'm a new or, or up and coming business, uh, this pandemic has made it a lot harder, and so I'm gonna have to be a lot more savvy uh, than even you know it's already hard. Of course, taking market share <laughs> as a new or emerging business, but uh, it's gonna be even more difficult. What I would think, uh, you know, the course of action would be, and something that you have to consider uh, if this is you that I'm talking to, is uh, you know don't it's not gonna be a, a short battle. So don't don't take the uh, the easy win, so to speak. Don't take the shortcuts. Because building actual brand, as we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, is the long game, and it is the right game. And times are going to change. Until we're going to get out of this, you know, and the economy is going to going to be different. It's it's not going to go back to the way it was, but it's also not going to stay um, exactly like this, of course. So 
don't lose sight of that long-term vision that you have for your company and your business because there will be times where it'll be easier to take market share if you do the diligence now to build your brand um, and, and do all the things you need to do in the right way. Awesome. Well, I want to take just a second here and uh, give a shout out to Steve Berger. Thanks for the like. Good to hear from you, bud. Um, uh, for everyone else here, if you like what we're doing, if you think this content is any kind of valuable, uh, the way the algorithms work here is, you know, they promote videos that are are more watched, are more engaged with, are more liked. So um, even if you're not going to sit here and watch the entire show or something, leave us a like, drop in a comment, engage in some way, share this video if you can, uh, and help us to reach more people. We really are doing this to be a resource to our community and hopefully answer some questions, dispel some myths, and um, maybe give some people a peek, a peek behind the curtain that is technology, digital marketing, and sort of the world that we live in that is ever more important during uh, whatever COVID era that we're in right now. So uh, like, follow, share, all of that. Uh, if you like what we're doing, then you know help us to reach some more people, answer some more questions, and uh, get some more information out there. Uh, you're also welcome to check out our website. We've got a bunch more resources over there, free resources. Uh, you can go to wildmanweb.com slash articles uh, for a whole section of just what it says, articles there. Quick little uh, shallow dives into different aspects of digital marketing, social media, SEO, writing, blogging, design, whatever you want to learn about, there's probably an article there. And we reference everything, cite all of our sources in there. So there's a bunch of different links uh, that you can follow and kind of go deeper down that rabbit hole if you really want to learn about something. And for the business owners out there, we still have our local business online toolkit at wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. Uh, you can sign up there for some free tools, free software to help uh, you manage your business online. There's tools to help you manage your different social media accounts, uh, your different uh, listings and map services and directories and information that you have across the internet, help your uh, search rankings, um, reputation, help you get some more reviews in there. So uh, lots of awesome stuff. You just go there and, and sign up at wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. Uh, those are my uh, those are my announcements, Mike. I think you had some some updates, some news for the. I had, I had yeah, quick news hits here. Uh, if we don't if we don't have a question in the queue. Um, and, and Miles, for speaking of other free stuff that we have for people, do we have a link where somebody can go get a free snapshot report to see how their business is performing online? Absolutely, yeah. I'll I'll drop that link in the let's comments put, below. Let's put that in the in the yeah. comments for him. Yeah. Okay. We're just. Let's provide a little bit more value. I'm feeling good today. Yeah, it's just a free uh, report. It goes into everything that we can find, that our software yeah. can find in your business online and you know, lets you know how things are doing and uh, maybe where something could use a little bit of love. Okay, so two quick updates. Probably one you guys will be much more interested in than the other. So um, I'll, I'll get to the fun one first. Um, it appears talk may have been saved uh, we uh, we've, we've been following the uh, the drama of TikTok a little bit here from week to week on the show uh, TikTok, of course is a very popular uh, newish platform a social media platform uh, and uh, it, it's owned by a Chinese company and it's been having some difficulties with President Trump President Trump was actually going to ban it from the United States as of I believe about now last week um, if they were not bought by an American company. So 
Long story short, Microsoft tried to buy it. They did not. They got bid got rejected, and a company called Oracle has at least been approved to buy it. The deal has not gone through quite yet. Excuse me, not to buy it, but to invest in it, as well as Walmart. Uh, is it as well going to invest in it? And so Trump has apparently given his blessing. Uh, but like I said, the deal is not finalized, but he's not taking TikTok off of uh, of the American internet, I guess, at least at this point. So what that means for us, uh, the, those of you who are already using TikTok, uh, keep doing it. You know, it's a great platform, but I know that, you know, this spooked a lot of people that were like, yeah, they're wanting to jump in on TikTok and they heard it might be... Uh, getting banned and so they 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 did not do that so while it's not completely official i feel like it's about 90 95 percent there uh and why should you care why should you care about TikTok if you don't know already well it's a great way for you to get attention uh for cheap and what i mean by cheap is free you know um it's it's one of the few platforms out there linkedin can be the other great example of where you can put out content organically and it's going to be seen by a whole lot of people think about the early days of facebook you know when you put out a post on facebook it got seen by everybody the mother and the dog well same thing on TikTok. so it's a great way to build up a following it's a great way to build your audience it's a great way to build brand um, it does skew young it has a young demo um, you know if you're especially if you're targeting 12 to 25 year olds you, you should probably be on TikTok more than any other platform at this point. Uh, they did just uh, recently in the last, I don't know, three or four months or so, uh, open it up for a more extensive advertising platform. So you are able to do uh, paid ad campaigns on TikTok now. But like I said, a lot of businesses, if you have a good content strategy, you don't need it. Uh, you're going to get a whole lot of traction and views uh, just organically for free. Uh, but that's not going to stay this. That's going to stay that way forever. It's already, you know, starting to change. Uh, you know, the difference between people who started to build an audience a year ago on TikTok and now have three million followers or so, and the people who are doing it today is dr drastically reduced. Uh, but it's still a lot easier to get that following built up than probably any other platform. Like I said, maybe except for arguably LinkedIn. Um, so. That, that's some good news, I guess, Miles, uh, that we can pass on to the people that uh, talk is not going away. And like I said, it's a great platform, uh, you know, especially we're going to get these security concerns uh, taken care of, which may have been concerns. I'll, I'll let you address that stuff on the technical end, Miles. But uh, certainly that, that's a good news. Uh, and the other thing I was going to add is, you know, just because uh, you may say to yourself, oh, I, my demo is 35 to 45-year-olds. I don't need to worry about TikTok. Well, the same people said that about Instagram. And people said that about Facebook. And, you know, as we, and Snapchat. And, you know, and this is, this, this is pattern is still going to keep happening because there's going to be new uh, social media platforms, you know, going on and on and on. There's already competitors trying to knock off TikTok out there uh, and build up different platforms. So the point being is, things when you go on these platforms you learn how to communicate you learn how to build audiences on them that apply to other platforms but the other point is that these always skew older eventually you know uh, Instagram used to only be 12 to 25 year olds now it's mostly 35 to 45 year olds so it, same thing with Facebook you know again and again so um, definitely it's not something to just sweep under the rug uh, pay attention to TikTok
Okay, the next little news update I had is about Facebook uh, and Facebook advertising, and this this will mostly probably make me happy. But um, for those of you out there who are doing Facebook ads, you've had ads rejected in the past because they've had more than twenty percent of the text on the graphic or the picture or the image that you're trying to display in the ad. They are taking that away now, and there's not going to be a limit on the image. So that's exciting. Uh, gonna you know not limit us and enable us to be a little more creative in how we're using our images uh, and our texts and our Facebook ads. But I just want to have a word of caution to still uh, really pay a lot of focus and attention and attention to your copy in the actual text portion of the Facebook ad because that will still be very important in order to get conversions. All right, well, that's all I had on the news front. Well, that's some nice, nice updates. Mostly there, uh, I think people will be happy that, uh, at least the users will be happy that TikTok's sticking around uh, for the time being. Um, you know, I, I will be interested to see how the the technical side of all of that develops, as there is still a lot of unanswered, unanswered questions regarding some of those security concerns. Um, I don't know everything about how that was working uh, or or what what was really going on there. But as far as I understand, there was just a lot of unknowns, a lot of things blocked off, a lot of stuff we couldn't see. Um, and the idea about getting some sort of American companies involved there would mean that they'd have to release certain elements of the IP and um, you know open up some of that so that we could really see what was going on back there. Um, so hopefully some of those questions will, uh, will get resolved here in the near future. I, maybe I can stay up to date on that. If you guys want me to, we can do another update here in a couple of weeks uh, when we get some more solid answers on that. But for the time being, um, you know, I've seen some real promise in their ad platform. Um, and you're right, it really is a, it's a very different demographic than a lot of the other platforms. A lot of the other platforms seem to have a lot more overlap. I think that's partially because of just the nature of a new platform. Uh, hasn't quite broken into the mainstream uh, completely yet, um, and partially because it does skew so young. Um, really, just a lot of kids using it, but that will change. You're right; these patterns have been yeah. pretty consistent throughout, uh, as far as new platforms yeah, the, coming uh, out. I just wanted to throw in one. Demo, oh, I just want to throw in one extra no, point uh, <laughs> to what you were saying earlier of like, you know, maybe you don't think you have to advertise to the uh, the platforms that are skewing a little bit younger if that's not necessarily your target demographic. One, yes, of course, these things are going to trend older. More and more people are going to start using them as they get more popular and as they get older. So is the demographic. But also, there is that second degree person that you're marketing to. You don't always market directly to your key demographic. So lots of times, if you do have a, a product for kids, you're not advertising directly to kids, you're advertising to the parents. You're trying to get the mom's attention, for example. Um, so if you are thinking, you know, maybe I don't want to advertise, not necessarily just on this one, but on any particular platform, because that demographic doesn't, isn't your, isn't your honeypot, think about it as a secondary, uh, as like a degree away or something and see if that makes sense. Because in a lot of, uh, a lot of campaigns that we do and that other people do, you do have to think a little bit broader there and market to maybe some demographics that you uh, don't immediately think of. So there are some other more creative strategies that you can do in there to reach more people um, and to to save some some money as far as uh, you know, just getting a little bit more creative with your advertising budget. Uh, Mike, what were you gonna add in there? Well, actually, let me let me piggyback on what you just said because okay, that was sure. a great point. 
um, yeah, a, a lot of times, and that's actually something that 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 um, that lady I was listening to the other day uh, with the uh, the brand consulting, being one of the leading brand consulting agencies in the world, was actually saying that they had found in their data is that during COVID, uh, in the consideration process, that when parents recommended something to children and vice versa, that those were converting purchases at a much higher level than in, in the previous past. And I think that goes back into uh, you know, why reputation is so important. You know, we're we're less likely to take a chance on some something right now, and so if we get a good uh, piece of you know advice or a good recommendation from somebody that we really trust, which obviously family is, you know, our closest folks, uh, then that carries a lot of weight, and we're going to act on that more now than we were in in rosier times, where we're more a little bit more freewheeling, uh, and then yeah, and even in normal times, uh, you know, decisions are not made in a vacuum. And there's more than one decision maker in a household, and there's more than one decision maker a lot of times, um, even outside the household. You know, a, a great example of this that we always give is uh, elderly care. You know, very rarely is it the senior citizen who calls up the, the elderly care home and says, "I need to come schedule a visit." It's usually the oldest doctor uh, who has had a discussion with the other siblings. And then they've come to the parent and said, hey, this is what we think. And then they make the call to schedule the appointment to come see it. So, yeah, don't that, that's a great um, just piece of advice to always keep in mind. If you're thinking about uh, your audience and who you're talking to is don't just focus on one person because you're going to leave a, a lot of people on the table. And, you know, talk about storytelling. You know, one of the old great uh, storytelling is the, the father, mother, daughter. The father, mother, son, you know, where you tell the same story about how your product or service is helping people through the eyes of the mother, the father, and the, and the daughter, because everybody sees it from a little bit of a different angle or can have their own input. Um, and that's that's actually how a lot of decisions get made. Um, so, yeah, so great point there, Miles. And then, yeah, the last little tidbit I was going to throw in about the whole age thing and social media platforms is I recently saw a stat that the fastest growing demographic on Snapchat right now is women over the age of 40. And so, great example, you know, five years ago or so, you know, Snapchat was thought of just for teens. A lot of businesses said, I don't want to bother with that. Well, think about the ones who did, and they spent the last five years building up a huge platform, a huge audience on Snapchat, and now the fastest growing segment is literally the, the segment that has the most purchasing power in all of our society. Cha-ching, right? <laughs> That's a huge win. So another great example of why you can't poo-poo these uh, these early platforms that are gaining steam. Early platforms, and I think we we kind of glossed over one of your <laughs> earlier points of just ones where you can really get some organic reach. You know, LinkedIn is one we talk about all the time, but yeah. you know, apparently TikTok is in that as well. And uh, some of these newer platforms that aren't fully integrated into as advanced marketing uh, tools as you know Facebook, where they they want you to pay for as much reach as possible. Basically, that's that's how that is functioning. Um, but with some of these other platforms, things like like LinkedIn, you can get a whole lot of traction off of organic posting. So that can allow you to really get a handle on the platform, get used to it, get a following over there, uh, just learn how the tool works uh, without actually spending any money, uh, getting lots of reach out there, getting lots of engagement out there. Um, and it's not, you know, it's it's obviously taking up a little bit of time or a little bit of resources that way, but it's uh, another way to 
really make a lot of difference, get a lot of bang for your buck on maybe a smaller marketing budget. So you can take your money and put it where it's it's doing the most good. Good, uh, Put that money into Facebook and then put your time into LinkedIn so that you're getting as much engagement and uh, as much as you can possibly get out of the resources you have. Excellent point, Miles. I just want to put one little caveat on that, and maybe we'll we'll finally this this nail to the coffin <laughs> here. Uh, and, and the only the only I just want to add one word to what you just said, and that is today. It is possible to do that today, and each day that goes by, it is less and less possible to do that. And that is that is just a fact. Nothing's going to change it. <laughs> the organic reach is going to go away the more a platform becomes popular. It's happened on every social media platform and will continue to happen on every social media platform. If this is you, if this is you that you know could really use uh, the, the demographic on TikTok or LinkedIn and you have the ability to create content, you don't have a lot of money, but you want that organic reach, today is the day that you start that journey if you haven't already uh, or if you have already, today is the day you double down on that because it's going to go away it's going to go away. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the fun part of our industry, Mike, is that we uh, are working with technology. It's a fast-moving world, whether we're talking about social media or mobile apps or web technology, software development. All of it is changing at light speed. And, uh, you know, it's it really is. I, I say that kind of sarcastically, but uh, kind of... Uh, I kind of really mean it that it's it is fun to stay on top of all that technology and see all the new updates coming out and mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a big part of our jobs just staying on top of all of this um, so that you know small businesses in our community and uh, our clients don't have to um, so we'll try to stay on top of all of this and get you all of the most current information that we can answer all of your questions but that's another reason we're doing this show stay on top of everything and let everyone else know what's going on. Uh, but I think we've covered our questions. I don't see any new ones coming in the chat here. So I think we'll probably wrap up with that. Uh, Mike, any final notes for the, the, the wonderful people out there? Bill Brand, 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 brand. Uh, oh, just uh, everybody have a great have a week and uh, send us some questions and we'll be happy to answer them next time. Appreciate everybody watching. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Ask Wildman. Like Mike just said, uh, feel free to answer, uh, email us your questions if you're watching this later at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I've got that address scrolling below me here in this crawler. Um, otherwise, check back in with us on Facebook or YouTube next week at 11. So we're live streaming every week. Um, yeah, and uh, make sure to go to our website, wildmanweb.com, to learn more about any and everything that we're offering. Um, a bunch of different resources there, uh, and we're, we're here to answer your questions at any point. So reach out, and uh, we'll talk to you all again next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>